Welcome to the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and radio show infused with hip-hop. I am Wood. Made daily. With organic, farm-to-table, localized, neuralized, sterilized, scotch-guarded for 2020 repellent, available online, shipped via Amazon, not available on Sundays, but now available on thebeastradio.com. Broken Pencil Logic. You stay classy, Internet. I'm Suave Burgundy. Damn your holiday. It ain't mine. But you can get these fireworks. Fam, there have been so many... So many senseless shootings across the country. So much senseless violence across the country this week. Man, believe, put that shit down, man. Please, like, it's, it's, if it's not for you, like, if your knuckle game suck, let your knuckle game suck. Let people shoot the fair one. But you pulling out pistols and hand cannons and all this for what? It's unnecessary. We want the people to live. That, that natural selection shouldn't come at the hands of a bullet, especially the motherfucker that's pushing the bullet out of the gun. I will I will say a certain level of violence, whether it be in retaliation or in in outward aggression. I'll say if if you if you're bombing first or you're retaliating, that that is reserved for the most egregious of offenses that likely come in response to bodily harm being inflicted already, potentially the 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 life of yours or your loved ones being threatened or put in imminent danger um possibly the absconding with uh precious metals and or valuables mm. or maybe a money in the bank case <laughs> yeah i had to bring that back home from turning into a psa <laughs> funny funny how you how you mentioned that when the first thing on my mind for this agenda is the bloodline cinema gang let me get this ready real quick whole lot of fucking gang shit so pete have you heard the i guess the rumor and innuendo that says there are people within the stamford walls who are very much pushing for this to be wrapped up so that we may be getting the the end at least the end to this particular version of the saga maybe faster than what some might have thought I don't know if you picked up on this from the last few episodes Swab, but for whatever reason you and I have not been on the same media train if you will Facts. and anything that says bloodline I stay away from I still like where this is going. It's about three years. Cool. Cool with me. Give me three more. If you're tribal chief, head of the table, WWE grand champion, this is your daily acknowledgement. Roman Reigns That's can hold the title for over 1,050 days. What's 1,050 more? At this point, yeah, I'm like, you know, because remember, we had the conversation after WrestleMania, we're like, or even before WrestleMania, we didn't think getting to Hogan 
was a realistic expectation. Yeah. Well, now, but <laughs> since then, you've created a secondary participation trophy as world heavyweight champion. You don't necessarily have to beat him anytime soon. Oh, I mean, okay. With with vacations, with uh, with spaced out title defenses, with you know PLEs, you know earmarked by basically the Big Five or however you know the Lesnar schedule. I don't necessarily think there's anything stopping you from getting to Hogan, other than you're will decide to acquiesce, huh? Other than will, other than a decent enough storyline to propel and keep the ratings high when they're on your television set? Once this one's over, he's goaded. Like, what other, what other news storyline do you need? <laughs> this this is the story that never has to end because you know what? They keep making Samoans. You and I... <laughs> like, dead ass. Like, this is the story that never has to end because you have an endless supply of bit players. You have cast members. You have all sorts of different pieces that can be interchanged. There's 70 cousins that are all wrestling right now. There's another 12 who aren't old enough to take bumps yet. And then there's probably another half dozen waiting to be born by the end of the year. You and I talk about this all the time. It's been a topic of conversation for the last few episodes that we've had, whether it be, um, you know, who ain't going wins or just regular episodes. All right. But let me ask you this. Shoot. Scuttlebutt aside. Okay. Who's next for the for the uh, grand championship? Are you asking my opinion or like Yes, your opinion. Main event Jay Uso. That's the only answer. A whole lot of fucking gang shit. That I was gonna accept. Especially after what we saw Money in the Bank. You but hold on. <laughs> before we get uh, too deep. Before we uh, get yeah, too there. deep down this rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, come on with it. You know who ain't gonna win was by a far for Money in the Bank, our worst prediction worst. show ever. Worst. However, most accurate. <laughs> if we were doing prop bets, this would be our last episode. That might have been our last episode if we were doing prop bets. Oh, if they were doing prop bets on DraftKings, oh, we'd have bust everybody here. I promise you. <laughs> we call shots that you you didn't know were shots to be called. We we told you that uh, no matter what hell or high water, Ricochet and uh, uh, Logan Paul were going to do a dumbass spot. That Logan happened. Almost killed, Logan almost killed himself. And Ricochet showed how much of a of a goat he really is in training and because he was able to save him and Logan Paul at the same time. How could he be a goat and an accessory at the same time? Asked Logan Paul. <laughs> um, L.A. Knight teased the win, and that may have been a last minute decision. Hell, we, as far as we know, that could have been a decision that was made prior to the the the, the match actually happening. But Damian Priest is your new uh, Mister Money in the Bank. I'm sorry, Senior Money in the Bank. For uh, for WWE for the men's side, just, just as a as a small anecdote to that. So of course you say you've been avoiding the media train that I've been kind of just dipping in and out on. What I did read was um, there was basically an insider report that said 
everyone who thinks LA Knight is going to win is going to look really stupid when this is over. I didn't necessarily know what that meant. I didn't know if that meant we're going to do the we're going to do the the instant hate thing of giving it to Logan Paul or you were going to try to do something else like when you gave it to Otis because you want shock value, but Otis never kept it. So whoever won it wasn't going to keep it. Damian Priest made all the sense in the world. You went to Puerto Rico and what just happened? You turned that man got that man got a match of the year candidate. And and you turned the international crowd as a must try. It's not must have yet, but it's a must try for premium live events going forward. And so far, you're three for three internationally. I mean, I would say at this point that some of these international locations are gonna start becoming like consistent homes for certain PLEs, but Clash at the Castle. Classic, classic PLE. Where else are you going to do that? Where else would you do that? You're not going to do it at the Kremlin. Exactly. Um, Moving backlash to Puerto Rico was the best thing that ever happened for that franchise. And the best thing they can do is keep it going for at least two more years. At now least. you just you need one in Mexico. Ooh. Mm-hmm. The, now na- going- the name, the name, Judgment Day. If they ever bring back Judgment Day as a pay per view. That would be perfect for Mexico. Bam. You know what I would I would really dead ass. Now you just gave me this idea since we booking in prop bets and shit. Next year's judgment day needs to be in Puerto Rico. <sighs> and next year's judgment day is when Damian Priest should cash in. He should pull the van down. Like, no, I'm not Do gonna, it at home. I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna sneak into this because Next by this time next year, Damian Priest will probably be a full fledged face, and I mean a mega face. That could happen in the before SummerSlam. It could also happen, but I don't want to rush it. Well, it, it, I hate to say this, we're in a microwave society. It's probably going to happen. That's it. So back on LA Knight with the same situation. Let's double back around the corner here. Right, your man LA Knight. I think. See, let's see if you and I are on the same page with this one. Where's the next stop for him? I think there's some people backstage that don't believe in him yet. But if you want to put mm-hmm. it, if you if you want to put some water, like some like test the waters real quick, get the litmus strip in there and see where how, how acidic or how basic it is. Where where would, be, where would be the next stop for LA Knight? Well, based on what I what I do already know, the next stop for him is probably Austin Theory. I wasn't going to say him per se, more so than the U.S. title. It doesn't have to be on theory for him to be in the uh, in the U.S. title picture. There's to me, there's no point in beating theory and then beating the person that beats theory inside of what forty five days. You're right. There's not. There, there's no point to it now because there's another thing I read kind of about theory, and of course these are un unsubstantiated bullshit rumors but you know we read them and we deal with it because hell we're the closest thing to real wrestling media that exists so it says something to the effect that Austin Theory's title reign had grown stale and you know they were looking to kind of move off of him in that particular role meanwhile he's already surpassed Dean Dean Ambrose's title run go ahead that's all you need and and to, to which I, I counter like what have you given him to do like what it's one thing to put a belt on someone what do you give that person to do while they're champion 
Romans had a bunch of title reigns before this one. This one means more than any of them. By it, far. It, it far surpasses all of them combined. Probably in total days too. But just the whole <laughs> idea that he has a story with this that makes sense, that people are engaged with, that is the best content WWE has produced in many decades. Moments. Now this title reign means something. Same thing with Bob Bobby Lash's uh her business title run. It meant something because there was a story attached. There was presentation with it. It wasn't just okay, you it wasn't, it wasn't just throw some shit in a, in a in a in a picture, add some water and some sugar and call it Kool-Aid and serve it to the kids. It is it ain't that. I'm not going to deduct any points for you correlating Bobby Lashley with an anecdote about Kool-Aid, but we right here. Wow, Suave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, 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 yeah, we on that type of time this week. We getting outside. <laughs> but you haven't given me anything to care about when it comes to Austin Theory. At le- and I'll say this, and this is going to sound completely fucked up, but at least when Vince McMahon was in charge of Austin Theory, you had a reason to dislike him. <laughs> Because he was a, it was like it looked like nepotism. Just, just all you had to do was say Vince is the reason why you didn't like Austin Theory. Dead ass, I do not remember the last time I've actually heard Austin Theory cut a promo, but that's probably because you know my my spotty ass watching of SmackDown because I'm only interested in Bloodline shit. Truth be told, I like Austin Theory talking shit in the ring more than I do talking shit like during matches than I do without uh, an opponent in the ring. I, I like Austin Theory too. This is not an indictment on him. This is an indictment on his creative, mm-hmm. because you haven't given him anything to work with. You've just said, "Here's the belt. Here's two or three minutes before a match to talk." But we don't really have anything specific for you to talk about because we don't have a specific thing for you to do. And you know, There's like no- you know, like I know, Suave. When you start running out of shit to do, and you have a title, first off, you lose that title. Then they stop finding shit for you to do. That's the exact same shit of how he ended up losing money in the bank because you didn't the have anything for him to do. Same energy. Same energy. You made the same mistake twice, and you're gonna blame the same person for it. It's not his fault. You did. You have not given him. I won't say you haven't given him the tools because he has all his own tools to, to build whatever house he's gonna live in. But you're not dedicating creative. Or at least good creative to him. There's no grooming involved. It's just matter of fact. Let, let's ask this question for real. Who does other than people involved with the bloodline? Who actually does have story in today's WWE? Who's just like Seth Rollins is essentially going out there and getting over off of, off his theme song. Cody Cody has a story. Cody, no one exactly. no one really likes the story, but Cody has a story. Brock, that's for people. That's for people who weren't loved enough as children. Brock has made Cody's story it, the hard left turn that Brock gave Cody's story at, at, right after WrestleMania has made Cody more interesting than his return, in my opinion. And didn't say that some shit. I we said that right when it happened. I said he's gonna be better off for this when it's over with. Y'all wanted what you wanted because you hating on Roman. The only thing you'd that have, the only you'd have been shitting on Cody already. Had he wanted WrestleMania, you'd be shitting on Cody's title reign today. The only thing that fucked us up from the prop bet on that one was the fact that they kept Brock away from TV on over the weekend, but brought his ass to Monday Night Raw. 
<laughs> so before Cody can get one word out of his mouth, here, here come the pain. <laughs> Bing bong. And that's exactly what we predicted was going to happen on Saturday, but it didn't. But, you know. And if, and if you watch the press conference and what he said in the press conference, you knew as soon as he came to the ring when Seth Rollins was there, you were about to hear some, some music go off. Seasoning. You knew it. Seasoning. <laughs> it's Easter. It's the Easter eggs. That's why I love content for the intelligent cerebral fan. I'm gonna tell you somebody else has got a story right now that no one wants to appreciate. Who? De, uh, uh, Dom Mysterio. Talk your shit. <laughs> no, you're proving you're no. proving a point right now. <laughs> I can't say anything because. <laughs> the, and the, the fact the, that other shows are trying to mimic this with other people. Stop it. The Judgment Day in general, they have a story. Each each individual oh, member, the return and collectively, of, they have a story. The return of ASAP Finn. It's the return of forever. How? The return of ASAP Finn. Boy, keep it going. And the fact that he's going to uh, to NXT, boy, if he don't take that last Monday Night Energy with him to NXT, because he better. You can't just you you can't just have. What you had with Seth, with uh, with Seth Rollins, and then go to NXT and get housed. Yeah, you can't dial it back from there. You can't. You can't <laughs> let it be dialed back. Like you, you better, you better go there and get suspended. I'm sure everybody has had that conversation, and Finn is smart enough to know. Like, you don't go from this literally this far from being world heavyweight champion to like, eh, let's go back to doing jobs every other week. And you know who I feel the sorriest for out of out of uh, out of Judgment Day? Oh, Rhea Ripley. Why are we feeling sorry for her? Have what you is, seen her? There's nothing to feel sorry about. What other than a belt? What does she have going on? And protect- Bianca Belair is a hairstylist. Have you seen? Did you see her at Money oh, in the Bank? Oh my God! Don't get me started at that. This, Sha- this ain't Shawty that. Got everything. She out here macking on ringside announcers. <laughs> Look, Rhea Ripley is living her best life. There is no way I'm going to take any part of this show and. Pity Rhea Ripley and all of her greats. Okay, all right. Touche, touche, my dude. Who else got some story? Because you're you're proving a point for me right now, and I love what you're doing. It shows you what, what I'm about to tell you. It shows you the level of give a fuck we have for the product right now. We've talked about the bloodline. We've talked about uh, Cody. We've talked about Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. We ain't talked about really shit else. Okay, so nobody else has really has any story to speak of. Anything not, that's compelling? Not, not anything that I'm emotionally invested in. What do What do you see? Exactly, I don't see anything else that you don't see. But the whole point is, you're invested in the people that have creative. Damn. Okay, this is a part. Remember, we had that question one or two episodes ago about which one do you want more in ring in-ring work rate or story story. the people you give a fuck about have story the people who are out just having matches every week hoping they have a banger are out here treading water meanwhile further and further out to sea meanwhile on the flip side of the coin we didn't talk about this because we had the, the money in the bank last weekend but the weekend before last we had AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling Forbidden Door 2 from Canada. Up until uh-huh. literally two days before, actually, no, even the day before, the whole card wasn't even filled out. And we lost two matches due to illness the day before the card uh, was, was finalized. 
what do we get though? Something I have been begging for for the longest time, and, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, Suave. I don't recall ever saying this on the show, but I have said this to you numerous times, even before we were doing the show. What's that? If you don't have a good enough card and need to put one together, build it like a boxing card. You have the zero hour, where you have the, you know, the the the, the most meaningless card on the show that has the highest potential to get people to tune in. You put that first on the buy-in, mm-hmm. and and I'm then you. and then I'm you slowly scared. build this card up until you get to semi-main event and main event status. In which, in this case, we had two main events. the mm-hmm. The first main event, Will Ospreay, Kenny Omega for the New Japan IWGP United States Championship. Mm-hmm. Blood feud. I I've been a proponent lately of unnecessary blood. Like, do not give it to me. I've been, I've been against the unnecessary blood. She's not a proponent, but I've been against the detractor for unnecessary blood. In a blood feud, it is needed. The only thing, only so, only thing I had a problem with in this match was Don Callis being ejected from ringside and then coming back with no uh, with no penalty. I didn't appreciate that shit. It insulted my intelligence, and it's not the because first. you're a stick, you're a stickler for rules. I'm a stickler for rules, over. especially when New Japan's involved, as we've gone over many times. However, okay, in a barn burner of a fucking match, tons of false finishes, tons of finishes being used. Your winner, IWGP United States Heavyweight Champion, on the spray, Will Ospreay, and and we told you. On the lead-in episode of Forbidden Door, why this mattered, why Kenny would do business, why it would be advantageous for him to do business. First time with those two on American soil, it gives you a reason to come back and do it again later. Fewer people are going to have seen it. Wait, American soil as in this past weekend or beforehand? Did they do American Soil before this? I, I, I think they did a tag match. But as far no, no, as one, I'm one, talking about one, one, one on one, one. Oh, no, this was in Canada. Use it, but okay, see. So you still haven't done it on US Soil. You still haven't. Ex- there, there you go. That's what I'm getting at. There's, so now, there's, a, there's, okay, a bullet, now, there's a silver bullet in the clip right there. So now you can pop a TV number with, you know, probably the third or fourth match. You're not giving that away. There's no way in hell you're giving that away. Why not? Because. A certain fuckboy in the pro wrestling media, and I throw that term in air quotes for his for this guy, has gone and done the dubious honor of giving this man or giving this match six stars. All the more reason to put it on free television. Now, okay, if it's here, if it's if it's, if it's an Iron Man, that's what I want to see on television. Cool, great. Give me a one-hour Iron Man match. You can pop a number with that. But my whole thing is, if it, if it got all the praise in Japan, like it was, it was super turned up, and the only way you're gonna see it is, uh, you know, through some third parties or some bit torrents or some type New, of site New that Japan, you ain't New got Japan no World, New Japan World, sh- yes, or some shit that'll get, <laughs> get Mark Cuban on the on your ass, <laughs> and then you turn around and you didn't want to spend the fifty bucks. Or whatever to watch it on Forbidden Door. So you went through those same, same extraneous methods to see it again. Chances are, unless unless we're about to see some business get done between CM Punk's camp and the camp of the elite, 
you're probably not going to get that massive six-man tag in Wembley. So what you're probably going to get is what? Osprey Omega 3. At Wembley. At Wembley. Put it in Wembley. Put it in Wembley. At which point, I don't necessarily think you need to do it anytime soon after that. You might be able to give it a six months to a year to breathe. But you tell me you can't bring that match back on free television and break a million viewers with the proper build. Even if it's only for that segment, it's a win. Because you can can track it. Put that show in, put that match in Arthur Ashe. Next time they go back to Arthur Ashe, put it there. Ooh. You see what I'm saying? Zell me mine. That's all I want. Uh, Well, I I don't think it's going to be done in time. I was going to say put it in uh, in in Daly's place, but they're working on that right now. So I. Man, no, I'm not trying. Look, I don't need to bring any extra into where I'm already doing good things. I'm. And most definitely not false accusations. Tell him, Ross. I I need to crack some of these markets that I've been doing poorly in or that I haven't been necessary. You can't go to Chicago every month. Hell, you can put that bitch in Austin. You can put the bitch in Mesquite if you really want to. <laughs> we know they're going to pay it. But what I'm saying is like in one of these markets where you hit semi-regular and you're trying to pop a number and you're trying to make a big impact, no pun intended. Have they been to LA yet? I think they, they, did, they did the forum. They did the forum. Yeah. Didn't they do the Cal Palace too? They did do the Cal Palace. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I, it, you see what I'm saying? But if you wanted to go somewhere, you wanted to go, fuck it, you want to go to Miami. I just. But. I, but this has this has yo all over. This wait is a New York wait match. wait 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 hold on New York match yes for a couple of different reasons but yes New York match Wembley is a week before Chicago again you you just debuted Collision in Chicago <laughs> do you you did you don't, sixteen you shows across Canada over since Forbidden Door and more like the coming last three. The last two weeks of 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 free television have all been from Canada. Motherfuckers just like they got a work visa just to go go to Canada from Forbidden Door to now. Wow. I really I really hope we don't get this in two back to back weeks. What? Well, one one week, two back to back shows. Osprey hope Omega. You don't get what? And went in nah. Wembley in Chicago. Nobody's that fucking stupid. <laughs> There's look, nah, look, for all the jokes that we've ever made about everybody that's ever been involved in wrestling on whatever level, there is no one stupid enough to give that match away twice in the same week. Because that would make it three times in what thirty days? No, it'd be three times in roughly two months. Roughly two months. Okay, three times in less than ninety days. But twice in less than six. Well, twice in seven days. 
Exactly. Because the whole purpose <laughs> of giving the match away on free television is to pop the number. To pop the number, you need to announce it and then get a month's worth of promotion out of it. So that's when you put that caveat on there that it's, it's an Iron Man match. And then make it make it mean something. Make it matter. Make it for something. Now, let's get off of that match real quick. Please. Because there's another main event there, too. Who that? For the title of the best wrestler in the world. Debatable. The American Dragon, Brian Danielson versus Kazushka Okada, the Rainmaker. Can I ask you a question? Talk to me. Why did the internet shit on this match so bad? <laughs> because they wanted to see Okada hit all his shit, all the hits. And I'm going to tell you something. There's no way. It may have been the fan reaction. But let me also tell you this about that fan reaction and finish. Brian Danielson not only cleanly broke his forearm in the early part of this match. Mm -hmm. He modified his own submission to give us and Okada arguably the most gruesome submission we have ever seen on American soil. It would have been eight stars in the Tokyo Dome. This might have arguably been the most painful submission in the history of professional wrestling. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out why even the diehards of, of AEW tribalism found a way to shit on this match after the fact because they felt like it was, I saw these words used, it was boring or it was, I saw boring used and I saw the word mid. Two things I did not think about this at all. You're talking about two bona fide wrestlers. You knew what you signed up for. Now, placement wise, could it have been better to put Omega and Osprey last considering the match happened in Canada? Sure. But the one thing you didn't want to end the show with in Canada, knowing that uh, that Omega was going to lose, was a fucking riot. Because that's oh, exactly no, the that. I think that would have been perfect. Had you gone off the air to a riot, now you just made front page news. As, as long as nobody gets hurt, because like, you, you know, make how it, uh, at this point, we live in a society where people getting hurt is the least of people's worries. Let's keep it. Let's keep it G. Never, never let the safety of human beings get in the way of a good story. <laughs> he said, "Let the elephants trample the turkeys." <laughs> In factuals, fuck <laughs> shit up. If you get so, if you in the grandstand and that lion come at you, you like you knew you signed up to be me. So okay, let's say you're not a wrestling fan, and all of a sudden you know you're a news watcher. So you're watching you know whatever news affiliate of your your choosing for your global news, and you get this you get this breaking news that there's a riot going on in Canada. At a wrestling event, because of that, 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 wouldn't you, at some point, even just for shits and giggles, want to do the research to figure out who's who and why? Mic microwave society. Here, here's a, here's another caveat that champions your point. Everybody with streaming television and pay per view capabilities will go directly to see where the, what channel it's on and guide and buy it immediately, even if they're not anything more than casual fans bing bong and and if you're tony khan i i tell everybody holding a camera if you stop filming you're fired 
if you stop filming, I will never pay you to do anything ever again in life. Bonus footage on the house. I want to be able to sell this shit for the documentary because you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna snowball this. Now, yeah, someone someone's watching this right now. So, oh, this is cynical. This is fucked up. Stop me when I start telling lies. Hell, that could be a Forbidden Door Two could be a dark side of the ring, especially happening in Canada. You know they were in the building. I mean, <laughs> what? Tell me where this isn't compelling. Tell me, tell me when you decide to change the channel. Either either way, riot, no no riot. Gotcha. Uh, Brian Danielson versus Kaz Okada was as good a of a, as a good as good of a wrestling match as you're going to get from those two, especially with as bad of an injury that Danielson had and carried on and to to complete the match literally with one arm. Classical music. Both classic matches. If you if if you watch it, go ahead. I will say I will ask you this: Did it hurt the fact that they had already been watching ten hours worth of wrestling before they got to that? No, not at all. I don't think it hurt. I don't also don't think it helped. I think it's net neutral. The the crowd the crowd the crowd crowd fatigue is a thing. But did you hear the the sound the crowd made when they heard Kazo Kata scream? I've never heard a man scream like that while in a submission. And you know it was genuine because Kaz is a shooter. You're watching that as a crate digger, as as I would have watched it, as a crate digger, as a as a That's all that was in the crowd was crate diggers. You wouldn't have no casual fans checking out New Japan, you think? Not a casual fan, but there are different there are different degrees of wrestling fans that make up the AEW core audience. There's there's the video game audience, like they only they only want to see video game matches. They got them. They got two back to back. But I'm saying once they got that, they had no uh, they other than the fact that they paid for a ticket and the show wasn't over, they had nothing else to stay for. You got your video game match, you done. And there's no reason for Brian Danielson as a heel to send the fans home happy by egging them on to cheer on the show itself. It shit is so ambiguous with Blackpool Combat Club. You, I don't even know whether you can call them heels, faces, whatever the fuck. I'm, I'm done with that part. Done trying because look, they don't even enter the arena through the heel or face tunnel. So I'm not even, I'm not dealing with this. <laughs> they come the in like the shield. <laughs> facts. It's, it's the same thing we were talking about. The smart enough fans will look at, you know, look at the composition of that group and decide whether or not they like them and make them heel or face on their own. There are other people who just are not smart enough to make that decision, and that's why you have that muddled response. But yeah, I there's the AEW core audience is made of a of several different layers of tribalism to where the world heavyweight champion, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, is putting on some of the best character work not taking place at Roman Reigns' Thanksgiving table. This man went from asshole to anti-establishment 
and I, I'm, I'm gonna get in into that in a second too. To being emotionally invested into a tag tournament with a bitter rival, and now has caught in a face move has called his fans. Listen to the irony in this one: devil worshippers. The all of the above, and then you st- and you have people that would call themselves a part of AEW's core audience. That that six, seven, eight, nine hundred thousand people that weekly tune in faithfully to to Dynamite, which I mean technically we're a part of that too. And they say his title reign is mid. He's not defending the title enough. He doesn't wrestle often enough. And you're you're glossing over and missing everything else that makes this great because he's That's not part of the story. Everything you just said that they're complaining about, they don't understand is part of the story. But for them, it's fuck the story. Give me more wrestling matches. No, because the story is you're not going to get what you want. He's not going to show up for TV. He's not going to defend the belt. He's going to talk shit when he has to appear for TV. So the best thing you got is the fact that he took Adam Cole. uh, Adam Cole took him to a draw and they happen to randomly draw each other's names to be tag team partners. So now, not just because of them, but because of people like Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland, you care about this tag tournament for a number one contendership. It's not even for the belts. It's for a number one contendership. Man, which is gold. Which is why you hate him. All of those reasons is why you hate him, which is why the title reign works. He what? gave he gave the world the damnest birthday celebration in this pot. Honestly, and I, maybe it's the fan of me, look like a shoot. Adam Cole. We're, we're so invested. We're invested in the character work to a point that we have, we, we skipped his match at Forbidden Door. He didn't talk about it. Good match. Good match. Very much. I had no problems with it. It had. I, it doesn't care. It doesn't carry a. It doesn't carry a bag to the shit he pulled as a character on Dynamite this past week. But since we jumped from that, and is there anything else from Forbidden Door you wanted to bring up? Because go I go it. watch it, watch the two the two main events. There you go. Take take a glance at the whole show. But that that that's it. I, I can't I can't say any more about Forbidden Door. It's not not that so it's now, a bad thing. It's, it's it's for you. So now that we've jumped into the the Adam Cole MJF current storyline is going back and forth. Is it just me, or do you see this too? I hate the fact that they wrestled already. I hate the fact that they had that 10, 15 minute standoff promo battle. And then I hate the fact that they already wrestled to a 30 minute draw. Giving away the 30 minute draw makes this feud seem like who 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 was Adam Cole going up against to where Regal was like, I'm tired of this shit. Was it Gargano or was it Champa? I, I don't remember. This is when you were still watching. I, I want to say it was Ch- I want I want to say it was Champo, but it could have been, it could have been Gargano. Either way, it's setting up for one of the craziest feuds, like one of the craziest um, payoffs that we've seen. Because something tells me they're going to win this tournament and they're going to win the tag belts. Something tells me they're going to win. That that's taking it too far. But go ahead. Why not? Because fans want to see him more. They want to see him defend the belt. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? They they're gonna I'm not, I'm they're not gonna, in a position. They're I'm gonna get exactly what they like, want. The fans that you're I, talking about, Swap, are gonna get exactly what they want. I ain't here for them. Just not the way they want it. 
I'm not here for them and fuck with them and what they want. Hey, I am, I am not. I'm not in any position to greenlight anything that says we're going to further sacrifice the greatness of FTR. I understand that you like or you're lactose intolerant. I want you to take this burger and enjoy this cheese I put on it one time for you. No, 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 no. You're going to eat it because it's the only thing we have in the house and you paid for it. You throw it are, you, are you familiar with the term spondu? <laughs> okay, then. All right. So, yeah. Don't nobody mandate shit to me. That's what, that's, that's what I tell That's what I'm Dog right says now. spondu. Spondu. You, you feel me? Like, I, no, you're not force feeding me nothing. Shouts out to Vicious Cycle. Spondu your snack pack. You feel me? See, my remote work. I, you ain't gonna make me watch nothing. Man, listen. I, I'm not. I'm not here for sacrificing FTR for a makeshift ass storyline. This shit is jumbled. This shit is jumbled and in the wrong fucking order. At least to me, that, from my eyes. It's fine. It's fine. It's no, the it's most not. to me. No, it's it's not fine. You keep do, you people keep doing this shit. To you us. people, who the hell is you people? You people, you people who sit here and week after week say let it play out and uh, just just the stupid shit that you people say to counteract the fact that there is a lack a lack of common sense going on when these fucking stories are being written out. <laughs> this is not the this is not cinema. The fact not, it, it may not be it may not be cinema, but it it, it is this we, improv. Not just improv, it's weekly television. He he pulled the Rick the Rick Steiner dog run and and for and going all fours and popped Adam Cole. Adam Cole was trying to be mad at him. Like the levels of of the I'm here for the entertainment. I know when I want my wrestling. That shit was funny. Dead ass. When I, dead, dead ass, I told my wife, I said, this motherfucker is going to be worth so much money when he gets to Stanford. Because I'm watching this performance and I'm like, they are wasting this dude. Even as world heavyweight champion, just the booking, the, the start stop booking style and the one, two, skip a few shit. You could be maximizing this. Max. <laughs> <Literally. See what laughs> I did there? You could be maximizing this title reign to a whole different level. I didn't realize till just recently this motherfucker is the real life Steve Smith. For those of you who watch American Dad. I'm about to say elaborate. <laughs> so for those of you who watch American Dad, you already know what Steve Smith's MO is. Steve Smith will break out in the singing 90s R&B and sound like a, a extra member of the Backstreet Boys. That's exactly what MJF did on Dynamite. <laughs> and I, I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, do you realize how much money they would be printing if this if he was doing this in Stanford? Look at this. Rick Steiner. Uh, Frank Sinatra. Uh, Chris Jericho. Mick Foley. All in one segment. With a match in between. <laughs> I, and for and for those people who are like staunch AEW and, and curse everything that ever moves or breathes or was ever developed or incubated in Stanford, that was AEW's version of This Is Your Life. And it was a shoot. 
and it was fucking good. Like it, it, every I can't argue about what we got. It was good. But I'm just like the order. Mm. I understand what you're saying with the order. Make it make sense. But damn, so it was these, entertaining. If the, if the whole friendship montage thing had just started, and it's like, okay, the payoff is the fact I'm trying to learn this guy so that I don't have to defend the title against him. And then I end up having to defend the title against him. But because I know him so well, we ended up wrestling to a draw. And when we wrestle to the draw, I don't want to give him a rematch. But when I do finally have to fight him again and he loses, he's going to lose via headlock takeover. Bingo. <laughs> because I'm better than you. And, and you know, know it. it. <laughs> but we- you put you gave you gave the payoff. Okay, there is one way I want to say it, especially based upon one. It's a video I saw earlier today, but it's probably going to get us canceled. No. But you gave the blowjob before the date. <laughs> There's absolutely no reason to stick around. <laughs> Batman Ting. We're going to bring that back. Booyaka shot, boy. There's no reason to stick around. You've seen what the match is going to be. So at this point, you're like, okay, they wrestle to a 30 minute draw. The only way you're going to get a better match is if they go longer than 30 minutes or they do more shit in 30 minutes, which is probably not the best idea because the first match was really good. So what you've backed, you've backed two top tier performers into an almost impossible situation. They're they're in the all corner. Because you, all because you did this in the wrong order. All they're in the corner of all corners. The wrong order. You can't give them a match that we haven't seen in a long time. Because hell, face it, we've seen damn near everything over the course of the last twelve months between both WWE and uh, AEW. They yeah. hit new stipulations in every town. There's no such thing as a match you haven't seen in a while, unless it's some shit they just came up with. When's the last time we seen one of those that we cared Stadium about? Stampede that we cared about a match that they just made up that we cared about mm-hmm. I haven't seen them do anything that's uniquely theirs yeah except Stadium Stampede and I can't Matt, can't Matt, really Matt Hardy cracking his coconut was enough for me on that one and see that wasn't even Stadium Stampede that was just the same show oh <laughs> shit mm-hmm. yeah yeah alright <laughs> get you some of that <laughs> yeah. Put the lime in the coconut. <laughs> word, word to Rebby Sky. What the fucking fuck? <laughs> what the fucking fuck? And that's what I'm often left saying while watching some of this stuff. What the fucking fuck? What, what, what the fucking fuck? Oh, man. Um, I mentioned Austin Theory earlier. Okay. Uh, passing up Dean Ambrose for the longest WWE title reign for, for a U.S. champion since Dean Ambrose but this past Monday we have a new record holder for the Intercontinental title we told you about this shit seven eight months ago we kept talking about it as we got closer and closer as of today Friday July 7th yeah my lord yeah my lord I said yeah my lord yeah my lord 20 and 20 tree Wiggle wee convenient. Bring me your dinner bucket. Let the church say, Amen. July 6th. Happy birthday, Zoe. Love you. Happy 10. Uh, Mr. 458 on the IC title reign. 
your friend and mine, we call him in our house, the ringing around Walter. I've never been more proud of a draft pick. You, sir. Mm-hmm. Actually, you and I are both batting pretty good right now with our with our top draft or with our draft pick. So I, MJF was one of mine. Walter was one of yours. Both champions. As, mm-hmm. as as Conan would say, they're both scarecrows, outstanding in their field. Bad joke, bad joke. I, I'm even thinking about like when we drafted the best, the best talents not in a, in a major company, like back when it was what was it, like Keith Lee, Walter, Riddle, Swerve, Swerve, like we those lists, like everybody, just about everybody we picked on those lists panned out. And Max still hasn't made it to the E yet, and he's only what twenty seven. Yeah, real that, life. He is a man amongst boys in this whole situation. <laughs> there are more Air Jordan releases than years Max has been on Earth. Factual. Here's something else that came out of uh, Stanford though over the weekend. We also have. Winners and women's tag team champions with Liv Morgan and Raquel Gonzalez. Now, totally shocked about that shit. Now, we here, were so wrong. Here's what's crazy: that win came at the expense of Shayna Baszler beating the brakes off Ronda Rousey. To which I have seen random scuttlebutt that Ronda won't be back anytime soon. I don't blame her. In fact, the one thing that we thought about in the in the possibilities that have come out of this merger with uh, with Endeavor to become TKO Holdings, did we forget? Mm-hmm. That WWE is in bed with another, I don't know, sports company that does also some entertaining shit. UFC. Go combat sport. Ronda Rousey, if I'm not mistaken, is the first female UFC Hall of Famer. And Dana White is prepared to offer a goo gob of money that ain't his to bring her back home. Ain't no way she's fighting again. Ain't no more. So Holly Holm is still out here fighting. Not great, but she's fighting. Amanda Nunez abruptly, abruptly retired. And a stellar, like, like, let me give her this real quick. A stellar career. In fact, Amanda Nunez is the one that housed Holly Holmes and the one that sent Ronda Rousey packing. So Ronda would want to go back to taking real fists to the face because what? Because Amanda Nunez ain't there no more. And and nobody else with hands is there? Not saying that they're not. Okay, but... here, here, here's one of those things about combat sports and things that have to deal with reflexes. Floyd Mayweather is the exception. Not the rule. As you get older, your reflexes typically do not get sharper. You may maintain with blunt force trauma to the dome piece. 
So again, I say at Ronda Rousey as a mother and a wife, what incentive does she have to go back to UFC, take blunt force trauma to the head and face as a wife, as a mother, when you can probably get that same bag doing grappling the doing the the equivalent of grappling training for WWE. I'll do you one better. Unless she has an innate desire to continually compete. Who's to say that she can't get that same bag working a Maxwell Jacob Friedman or a Brock Lesnar schedule? At this point, if she's going back to UFC, it should be behind a microphone and she can get that same bag for commentary. Especially during women's matches, especially on ESPN. It's time to work smarter, not harder. Now, what I do think about this potential exit, if it is as true as we think it is, I just think it's the fact that WWE fumbled the ball with her on the second run. And she's like, fuck this. I don't have to do this. I can be at home. They have still... I can be at home being... I have money. I have money. I have I have land. I have a house to be in. I have a family that loves me. I can be at home with them rather than fucking with these yahoos. They still have yet to address the elephant in the room that is that fraudulent ass pen from Get shit over with. I hate it too. I Get hate it. Over it. Cause all Put three of them are healthy. All three of them are healthy right now. That's it over with. Ye 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 never ye never <laughs> never gonna hear about that shit again. You know how much money it would take to to hear about that shit, especially now. If she's on her way out now, and they up. they they greenlit this shit to get it done by SummerSlam, not WrestleMania. Like the, everything I've read that says, if there's an exit, it's imminent. Like she won't finish the year. It's possible. That she won't be at SummerSlam. And if she does, it's probably going to be against Shayna Baszler. And if she's on her way out, I don't see a reason why she wins. Of course she's not going to win. Like, if you're going to put somebody over on the way out, it might as well be somebody you actually fuck with in real life. Hey. hey. <laughs> you, you know who ain't. Which, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I just think Stanford fumbled an opportunity to do something special. Like, you had the formula with the first run. I don't know what happened during the second run that made people think this shit was supposed to go any different. Stick with what works or even like like you alluded to, give her if if Heyman is busy, which he has been for the last three and you know, three years or so. MVP wasn't doing shit. Boy. Give her someone who can speak in wrestler terms in professional wrestling vernacular terms we know ronda can give some dope ass one-liners when necessary but she's not she's not a shakespearean orator she's not finna read off the king's english when she has to memorize lines she's an intensity person it, it should be like a one i'm gonna kick your ass wouldn't it she be should have something, one one line promos every week wouldn't it be something if we had the children not like literally the offspring but like the children of people like Heyman, Heenan, uh, Blassie, Slick, uh, Agbar, who were groomed to be faction leaders and managers that were ready to go now. Because can you imagine whoever a baby Heyman would be putting together the faction I was telling you about of Lesnar, 
uh, Lashley, uh, Rousey, Baszler, some shit like that. Can I? Am I wishing too much? For the company we're talking about, yes. Do those people even exist? I'm sure they do to a certain extent. Like, okay, mixtape. Mm. Best available managers, not name Heyman. Available as in just alive, breathing, and able to be assigned to something. Signed regardless of where they're signed to. Yeah, just are you able-bodied and are you working? Stokely Hathaway. That was my first pick. That's who I thought about when I even came up with the concept. That's why. I, that's why I asked because there's absolutely no reason for anybody else to to not mention him first. He is the goat right now in terms of like the the next class. Like all all managers need to be answering to him at this point as he answers to Paul Heyman. Go ahead, Don Callis. Outstanding. Don Callis has pedigree for three generations in this business. As a performer, as an executive, and as a manager. If you've never seen him as Cyrus the Virus in ECW, you are cheating yourself. Please go watch <laughs> that. He is the heart and soul of the ECW versus the network story. It is pain it is it is painfully brutal to watch somebody like that, but if you think about the dichotomy of what was happening at that time, perfection in the form of a Canadian. Uh, Again, another another Heyman production while we're at it. Only because we've seen him face to face and we know what he can bring to the table. Coupled with the fact his current position, he's underutilized, in my opinion. Son of Teddy Long, D'Lo Brown. Factuals. Uh, Give me MVP. (sighs) Where is P? Where is P? Sipping some fine, fine, fine brown liquor, wearing some finely tailored suits, and probably mixing another EP. You know who would be absolute fire if she didn't have got obligation that she had to do that had to deal with on a day to day basis for life. Come on with this inclusion, Charmel. I can see that. I can see that she's entertaining as shit. She can talk. She's not annoying. She she has a high level of intelligence and a wrestling IQ that's out of this world. Uh, now it starts to get. Now you gotta start figuring shit out. Um, managers, managers. Mm-hmm. This is where my well starts to run dry. To be perfectly honest, nobody's coming to my mind that I like. I'm really a fan of their work, and I feel like they would work no matter what situation you put them in. So this is where I gracefully bow out. I got. I'll throw you one more. Then here's an alley for me to you. Who you got? When you can't talk as a wrestler, you want someone who can talk as a re- as a manager. And 99 times out of 100, if you could talk as a wrestler, you could talk as a manager. The one person who's been on TV who disappeared like a fuck, he belongs in a milk carton, who needs to be on somebody's TV right now, from Gainesville, Texas, Bill from Stone Mountain, Georgia, Jake the Snake Roberts. I'll take it. Matter of fact, man, where is game? I ain't heard from Lance in a minute. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't like the fact that Lance didn't was miss Forbidden Door. I don't like that either. A whole lot of fucking gang shit. But now that you did mention that, here's another one. Now that you you jogged something for me, Leo Rush. <laughs> he's on a world tour. You know where he's at now? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. Missed bag for Leo Rush. If he just has to be out here doing as Jim Cornette calls the flippy do bullshit, fine. Have at it. You can get a lot more money doing a lot less work. Just run that mouthpiece. Go back to the I early mean, archives. That, listen. Go back to the early archives. When when did Bobby Lashley return to WWE? Was it 2018? Something like that. If that's the case. No, no, no. Was it 18? Yeah, we always had this conversation. So, yeah, 18. So, if it was 18, that's season one for us. Go back and listen to how bad, how vehement I was about how bad Leo Rush was at this at this character, and listen to how fast I turned on him. Yeah, I mean, like I I went back and apologized for how good that <laughs> Lashley, like classic, classic. That won't work everywhere, but that, that does prove that he's a commodity outside that ring. Just, I mean, you know. Make use of these talents. Like every wrestler that comes out of the train of a training facility is not going to be able to give a presidential address. It's just not the way life is set up. Since I must do a sky hook slam dunk on that one, there you go. You know what I'm saying? Like every, <laughs> it, it's, it, it doesn't work like that. It it typically doesn't work like that it's that's why they call it catching lightning in a bottle to have someone who looks like a million dollars and then also can talk you into a million dollars that's a that's a super rarity dusty rose did not look like a million dollars but could make you a million dollars if you <laughs> give him enough time sooner or later sooner or later <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby, we gonna cut the grass sooner or later. You watch some dishes sooner or later. <laughs> <laughs> you stay tuned to figure out which one is gonna be sooner or later. Ah oh, man, but like, like just one, one if, more, one more, just so I can see him on the big screen, man, because it feels like it warms the heart to to, to see a whole lot of fucking gang shit. Why not Tony right. Snow, El Jefe? I mean, look, Snow, <laughs> Snow was our. He might be you you guys watching. You might be your sleeper. He's our secret weapon. We know that El Jefe got some shit cooking. There is a five-year plan that, to be perfectly honest, probably ain't going to take five. And by the time we get there, just going to be able to tell you we told you so because we'll be too busy, you know, wearing backstage passes and, you know, looking like security. When these shows get fewer and further in between, but we still here just understand work's being done for the positive, for the greater good. That's why you have to follow us at Broken Pencil BC on all social platforms, because sometimes we might just be going live from backstage. Uh, you also can shoot us an email to see where we at. Maybe we'll go throw you a pass or two. Show at brokenpencilbc.com. Brokenpencilbc at gmail.com. We ain't going to read them shits. Hey, I'm trying to tell you now. Get in the gym and shoot with us. Because when we put these uniforms on, you don't get... <laughs> at, at the point we start printing out press badges, I'm done reading emails. It'll be, it'll be an intern's job. 
and then you're, you're at the mercy out. of what they can remember. Oh man, at Brooklyn Not talking about a bag, by this much, chances are they won't even pass the message along. At Brooklyn Missile BC on what? Everything. Everything. Oh, one more piece of information here, real quick. I want to read you. We can, we'll get the, get the hell up out of here. Uh, oh, please. Will I find it? Why are you holding? Let me tell you, people. You need to. You need to make sure you go out of your way to watch um, the JYD episode of Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, we talked about it. It, it is. Yeah, it's oh, a sobering. Yeah. It's a sobering look into why we put him on Mount Blackmore. Yeah, uh, the dog was special. <laughs> dog was special. You also Facts. get a peek behind the scenes a little bit more of the if you are not familiar with the racism that is Bill Watts. You, you, you kind of hear it. Um, they got okay. Take this into perspective because I'm glad you said it because it made me think about it. That man's still breathing, still alive, declined to, to participate in this episode because of one story told by the only Hall of Famer in Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast history. Theodore Arlong. Peanut head. Peanut head. Player, player. Holla. That's our guy. Holla. If Teddy said it, if Teddy said it, it's stamped. I don't give a damn what you come up with because Teddy ain't never lied to me, so I know he ain't got no re- re- reason to lie to you. Now, here, here. But, uh, but unk, t- tell, tell, him, tell him what it is, Unk. Here's the thing. If That's, oh, go ahead. If what was said by Teddy Long allegedly by one Bill Watts was not true. What what issue would Bill Watts have with coming in and clearing the air or correcting to long before air? Even if it was true, if if JYD meant everything that you claimed he meant to you, you participating in this documentary would have been a must, no matter what. Just so you could have given a proper scope and a proper explanation of what that man meant not only to you and your business but to the wrestling industry period but because there is a stain on your conduct that you don't want to have to justify or you don't want to have to explain your way out of you chose not to participate at all what's the difference between a line and the truth a lawsuit have you seen any paperwork filed not a one thank you this has been my ted talk don't stop me when your feelings get hurt. Stop me when I start lying. And that more than anything you've ever done makes you a hoe of all hoes. Because <laughs> that's supposed to be your man 50 grand. Like, look, and, and, and if you're if you're mad, if you're mad at how somebody left over a bag to the point to where week one, you say you don't know where he's at, and that you you champion the causes of the fan base to uh wish you well and then the next week you continue to like you you double down and berate his character the biggest baby face your organization had ever seen you 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 assassinate his character on your platform and then you triple down by getting a bunch of less than talent to try to replace your man's and you're mad because you didn't get a chance to tell him that you loved him? Man, slap yourself twice on Sunday. Yo, yo, opportunity to tell him and or his family members that are still here that you loved him was right there. And you decided not to participate. 
that told me everything I needed to know. You were one of my favorites until I stopped being able to profit off you. You are a great hand. I'll leave it at that. Uh, go out of your way to watch episode uh, or the, the Junkyard Dog episode of Dark Side of the Ring season four. The uh, Matt Bourne episode, I believe, is fire too, but the JYD is why we're here. Yeah, Matt, Matt Bourne, both those episodes are actually really. Um, this, this season has been very it's good dark. so far. It's, it's, it's dark, dark as shit. But it, it's in the title, fam. You you get what you you get. What they come as advertised each episode. Let me read you this, this final tidbit. This is from one Kevin Nash, and I quote: "Am I the only one that sees an absolute ripoff of The Rock to the point that when he cut the promo on fucking Logan Paul, or whatever the fuck his name is, the only thing he didn't do was turn the motherfucker sideways? Jesus Christ! Everybody uh, have amnesia." There is nothing original with in Nash, reference to LA Knight. Nash isn't wrong in his Nash isn't wrong in his assessment. His delivery is giving get off my lawn. Get off my lawn vibes all day long. I like LA Knight quite a bit. Here's a fun fact. I didn't realize he was actually British and he's doing an American accent. That probably has a lot to do with the delivery. What I read that. I don't know if it's true, so who knows? But I like LA Knight, but I also I don't hear the rock when he talks. I see the rock when he makes movements. I hear Steve Austin. We're just at a point where fam. I actually see both of them. I see Steve Austin and I hear Steve Austin. Like the like walk. The, 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 the walk the, I Okay. The yeah, vest. I do see Austin in the walk. The, the vest. vest. Um. I give, I give you that one, sure. The point. The pointing as the rock. That's a hundred percent. Like the way he points and then points to the crowd. L. A. Knight. Yeah. Yep. But it was also whole, Eli whole, Drake. Yeah. I I thought that then though I thought he was he had a whole lot of Steve Austin in his cake mix. <laughs> and no, the man's not British at all. That, that, oh well good no, no. Just, no. Shit, yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying They're like people just be sending out shit then you read it and you're like well hell Franklin Saint is actually was is actually British but listen there's a whole there's a whole cast of characters out here on this on these TV screens right now that's that's British as fuck with, with American accents that were they were raised on tea time <laughs> you feel me? Like they was raised on tea time and not CP time. Like, uh -uh. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> but yeah, I like I like LA Knight a lot. I hope he go. I hope he's able to you know cash in on this on this wave that he's riding right now. But I yeah, of course, because I grew up watching wrestling before the Attitude Era, which means I lived through the Attitude Era. I see I see Austin and I see Rock mixed all up, and there's a little bit of a different spin on it but at the same time the the similarities are ever present which that can be a good thing for people who are looking to get back into wrestling it can be a bad thing for people who never left but you're gonna have an opinion on him period here's my thing too Nash is a WWE Hall of Famer mm -hmm. why not negotiate like we already know that there's there's a I don't know how big the rocket is, but there's a rocket being strapped to LA Knight. 
after what he's been able to do since you know turning back from uh, Max Dupree. The Rockets being strapped to him by the crowd. Cool. It happened to Brian Danielson, aka Daniel Bryan. Uh, if you have a problem with this man, invite him to your platform. Don't tear him down and not give him a reason to because uh, he's not going to respond to you. He's not going to even acknowledge that you said this shit. He okay, LA Knight might, depending on what his actual age is, he might age out of the grouping of wrestlers who would respond. But for the most part, this current generation of, of professional wrestlers respond to everything. I because I know about the time that he actually started, I'm going to go on a limb and say he's 43. Let me go, do my Googles real quick. I, I think you're almost dead on I think it's 42 or 43 40 close enough yeah so he's he's in that window to where it could be one or the other it depends on what day you catch him on mm. it could be if I'm really offended by it then it could be you know hey bitch fuck you <laughs> or it could be you know what I'm gonna I'm a, I'm a play mental chess I know this is the homeboy of the guy who's really in charge so let me play it cool, see if I can't set up a parlay maybe, or just ignore the situation altogether. If he was, you know, 24, 25, 26, oh, he'd be on Twitter going nuts. Oh, for sure. Not, he'd be retweeting and screenshotting and shooting slugs. He'd be doing he'd be doing Adam Page shit. He'd be doing hangman shit. Mm. He'd be playing hangman with his career on Twitter. <laughs> And, and I deserve a be- I deserve a bell for that. That, that. Let me let me do you one better, Suave. <laughs> I don't usually politic for a bell, but I deserve one there. There you go. I, I put some stank on it for you there. Once again, show brokenpistolbc.com, brokenpistolbc at gmail.com. That's at brokenpistolbc on what? Everything. 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 Share, like, download, subscribe. Do what you got to do. Figure it out All down day. here. You know, tell your people, you know, we're only as good as the people tell you we are. So don't do, go, just don't, don't hold us in your back pocket. We ain't your favorite album. Just push that shit out there and let everybody hear that shit every week. It's the only time I'm, only time I'm ever going to tell you this. Why don't you be the one telling it? Don't just be the one hearing about it. Be the one telling it. Don't be like, I'll never mm-hmm. say that to you in any other situation. Yeah, like you're, not, you're not up on this. You don't need to hear this. 211 episodes later, kiss my motherfucking ass. <laughs> And there's that. <laughs> Swap, take him to the house, man. <laughs> pencil pushers. Heads up and pencils down. <laughs>